Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, September 17th, 2018, broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings. There are no season-long commitments, and I'm already looking ahead to week three in the NFL next weekend, and you should sign up right now for the $1.7 million play action contest for Sunday's week three slate. $1.7 million in total prizes, $100,000 going to first place. Just pick your team and follow the action live on your DraftKings app. And again, play in this contest for free by signing up using promo code PIC, P-I-C. That's promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. Today's show is also presented by Bet Online. Join the Bet Online Pick'em Contest and you could win $25,000. Sign up today at betonline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1, that's promo code PODCAST1, to receive a 50% bonus. With college football and the NFL underway, now is the perfect time to make your online wages at betonline.ag and take full advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and also the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, betonline.ag. Welcome to the show on this Monday, September 17th. In studio with me today is producer Pete, as he usually is every Monday. Pete, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Played uh, flag football yesterday for the first time you are just, in a couple of years. Uh, you just love playing the sports that... I'm a weekend warrior. Uh, uh, what, intramural activities? Like, you just love it That's so much. That's where I excel. That's where I excel. Yeah, but don't you ever get to a point in your life where you're like, I just want to sit on the couch and watch football and not go out and have to fucking play flag football? Like, don't you ever get to that point? Are you ever going to get there? Uh, I don't, I, I'll get there one day, but you know, I haven't played in so long. That they uh, they suck me back in this year, so it's good to get on the field again and run around a little bit. Ah, flag football—that's where you get hurt, though. That's yes, the one you get. I'm hurt. already feeling it today. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't play flag football. I watched real football, though. Nice. I mean, if you watch the Green Bay Minnesota game, you, you probably know that flag football is coming. The NFL will will soon be flag football if they keep making penalty calls like they did on Clay Matthews. And what was the biggest screw job of the weekend? The Green Bay Packers got screwed. I won't begin with the Packers, though, for the second straight week, right? Last week, we began with them on a Monday reaction week, uh, reaction day, because Green Bay had the comeback against Chicago with the Aaron Rodgers injury and all that. Uh, But Green Bay got screwed against Minnesota. I'll begin, really, with, I mean, the story of the week to me, in week two in the NFL, was the Patriots, right? And, And look, we do mostly Patriots on this show. We do a lot of Patriots on this show because... This is a Boston-based podcast, and, and, you know, we have a finger on the pulse of everything that's New England sports on this show. So the biggest story, not just here in New England, but I think in the NFL, was the Patriots going into Jacksonville. It was a rematch of the AFC Championship, and the Patriots lose to the Jaguars. But they didn't just lose, okay? The Patriots didn't just lose. They looked like shit. They looked terrible. It was almost like, 
And I don't think, like, as much as I give the Patriots credit for a lot of crazy stuff and, like, outside-the-box stuff, I had a feeling, and I still have this feeling that, that you would almost dink watching that game yesterday, that the Patriots purposely lost and purposely gave Jacksonville a look and a game plan, both offensively and defensively, that they knew would be the complete opposite of whatever their game plan would be offensively and defensively in the playoffs if they ever met in the playoffs. <laughs> like, if you told me that's what the Patriots did, it would make more sense than the play calling that they had. You know, the defensive scheme that they had in which it seemed like every single underneath crossing route resulted in a first down. I mean, they couldn't cover an underneath crossing route for their lives yesterday, the Patriots. And then offensively, for whatever reason, they try to make it the Sony Michelle show, especially on third downs. I, I mean, I, I can't understand why, you know, if you're going to go with the Brady QB sneak on third and short, okay, fine. We know how good that works. We know, we know the statistics on that one, the percentages on that one. You feel good about it. You never feel good seeing Tom Brady take that type of hit and dive headfirst uh, into a, a pile like that. But the result, you feel good about what the result of that could be. We're not ha- we shouldn't be handing it off to Sony Michelle. Or James White in that situation. Throw the football. That would be my advice. And you could say, well, Jacksonville's defense is so good. It was in their building. They were taking that away. I don't know. We get, Maybe we giving them too much credit. I thought the Patriots' game plan was terrible. They looked like shit. They looked like a team that purposely gave the Jaguars a game plan and a look that they said, well, then we'll really, you know, we'll give them this look and then we'll really get them in the, in the playoffs. Because then when we play them in the playoffs, wherever that game is, you know, it's going to look completely different and they'll be confused. That's when we'll confuse them and that's when we'll blow them out of the building 41 to nothing, right? Now, that's what it looked like. I don't think that's what it was, though. Like, I I can't, as much as I love the Patriots and I give them credit for crazy shit, I can't give them that type of credit because that would be next level stuff. Nobody has that. Nobody ever does that, right? You're ruling that out, huh? (laughs) <laughs> are you not? Are you not no, ruling that I'm out? I'm not ruling that out at You're all. You're not ruling that out? Not at all. The way they look, no. Oh, man, it looks so bad. Did you take, did you put money on this? Patriots no, were a two-point favorite on the road. I did take them in my pick'em league. I do like a pick'em league. I did take them in that and obviously lost that bet, but I didn't bet on them individually, no. I took Thank them. God. I took them in picks picks, which is just this year straight up with the spread as part of the podcast one Sportsnet challenge. Without the, without the spread. Excuse me, without the spread. Yeah. No, I usually take them with the spread, but this usually, year I don't. Yeah. Um, I just pick them straight up. Uh, again, podcast one Sportsnet challenge. So let's go over my picks. Yeah. Right. And basically, we should we should really just start with our new Monday segment. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right. Because we get we get a lot invested in these picks. Well, I do. Yeah. I got a lot riding on it. I got a lot riding on it too. I know. I know. You know. I want. We, we both got. A lot I want to beat it. all these other personalities on podcast one, like Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, like Adam Carolla, like Rob Riggle, like Ross Tucker. Am I forgetting a couple? Yeah, I'm forgetting a couple. Um, but these are the guys I want to beat. You know, I'm not going to win this contest if the Patriots are looking like that in a game like that in which I pick, a week in which I pick them. I'm not going to win. I went three and two with my picks. Really, this to sum up this week, I mean, I tweeted it out early on. I mean, you're watching the Kansas City-Pittsburgh game where Kansas City jumps out 21-0 in Pittsburgh. You're looking at the Steelers going... This league, and maybe I jinxed it. Pete, maybe I'm just a fucking jinx. Uh, because I tweeted out during that Pittsburgh game early. I said, 
Wow, this league, this isn't this Pittsburgh KC game is another example of how unpredictable and just just a shit show. How much of a shit show this league is. Luckily, we have the Patriots here in New England, and I am grateful for that. <laughs> well, what happened at 425? At 425, the Patriots looked like, you know, it looked like one of those unpredictable games that I was talking about. So maybe I jinxed it. This is but, coming off last week where you jinxed Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but they ended up coming back eh, and squeezing it out for me. Yeah. Well, then I was looking like a, I was still looking like a jinx this week, though, because I took New Orleans as my lock of the week. I went 3-2 and two with my picks. My lock of the week was New Orleans, just to win straight up. They were at home over against Cleveland. They had just come off a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, by the way, it's not looking like a terrible loss now. Tampa Bay no. just beat Philly yeah. yesterday. You know, I don't know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is wearing in that postgame press conference. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, I see what he's wearing, and I go, he can't be wearing that. He like that that. Do, do you understand it though? It was it was Deshaun Jackson stuff. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. No, I don't. No, it's a but, joke. no, I know. But my initial reaction no. was he can't be wearing that. Then I go on Twitter and I see how there's some people going, oh, what was he gonna wear if he lost? And that's where I turn and I'm like, you know what, Ryan Fitzpatrick, wear the shit out of it. Don't <laughs> don't listen to these assholes on Twitter who is second guessing you with what you wear. And, and why would I be one of those guys that would second guess what you wear? You know, like sometimes I need to go to Twitter to get a reality check on on what the assholes are saying. And I have to go, I can't be like that. Like, so I, you know, sometimes you have to get that reality check to see what the trolls are saying. And, and just, you know, it's like dumping cold water over your head when you see that. Don't you, be a troll. wake up. Don't yeah. be a troll. Don't be a troll. Don't be an asshole. Ryan Fitzpatrick, wear whatever you want. You're 2-0, enjoy it. Right? You're 2-0, enjoy it. Uh, but that loss for New Orleans isn't looking terrible, but they come home, they're staying at home. First two games of the season at home, they're not going to begin the year 0-2, especially with that second game being against the Cleveland Browns. And what I told you last week is that Cleveland's going to Cleveland. Luckily for my picks and this argument that I'm having in my own head, whether or not I'm a jinx, Cleveland ended up Cleveland in again. <laughs> they did. Right? They did. <laughs> the kicker missed two field goals, and he missed two extra points, right? It's incredible. He missed four kicks. The kicker's had a bad weekend. But New Orleans just squeezes out a win. See, Cleveland's got to go with Baker Mayfield. They got to go with Baker Mayfield. What are you doing with Tyrod Taylor? You're not winning a championship with him. I, I understand sometimes the idea of, hey, we got a kid. We want him holding the, the clipboard. We want him in the headset. We want him to get a feel of what this game is like on the sideline. But, I mean, he played in some preseason action. It's not, it's not like he hasn't played anything against NFL competition. Um... I mean, how much worse could it get if you're Cleveland? You're 0-1-1, right? You're 0-1-1. And, and, and did I mention, did I say Green Bay lost earlier? No, they, they, they tied. It felt like a loss, though, if you're Green Bay. So I'm sorry if I said that was a loss. That was a tie. So you had another tie this week. I'll get to that. But if you're Cleveland, you tied last week. Now you lose to New Orleans. But I took New Orleans as my lock of the week. They just barely won. So I guess officially I'm not a jinx. But if you are paying attention to some of the stuff that's going on after I pick it, it's like, eh. you know, I went four and one in week one. I went three and two in week two. But yesterday, Pete, was the type of day where I could touch a piece of gold and it would turn to dog shit on, on point immediately. That's what, to the point where I had parlays going on betonline.ag, nothing hit. Like, I'm picking games with the spread, nothing's hitting. I get the Sunday night game. I go, you know what? The pit, so, so what happened was the 1 o'clock games, I had Pales lost all of them. 
right, with the spread. Then I'm like, Patriots minus two. I'm like, I'm just taking a minus two. They are not losing this game in Jacksonville. What happened? You know, the jinx is on. Sunday night, the Giants at Dallas. I'm like, the Giants, you know, Odell's playing in this one. You know, the, the Giants, the Giants in the over. Let's do it. Let's dance. The minute I put the bet in. You know what I said to myself? I said, you know this is going to be Dallas in the under. You know it. And what was it? It was Dallas in the under. It was just one of those weeks. You ever have one of those weeks? Come on, Pete. You've yeah, had every, Everybody weeks. has one of those weeks. So this was one of those weeks for me. I, I don't usually have these type of weeks, but it just, you know, you get that feel. I got a, and I got a DraftKings lineup in. I'm like, all right, I got Melvin Gordon. He's got 30 points. Yeah, my, lo- my, my DraftKings got to have him play. Was Deshaun Watson? Wasn't it? Didn't look good early, but he ended up with twenty six point eight zero points with a little red flame above that, which I don't think that should have been the case. Like that means you're on fire, right? Like, why? yeah, there were a lot of quarterbacks out there. That, that yeah, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. I mean, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes oh had six God. touchdowns. My goodness. I mean, you had a lot of guys. I don't think Deshaun Watson should be getting the red flame treatment here. And then I'm going to have to talk too. to someone uh, who works at DraftKings to see the, to <laughs> it's take a premature down. flame. Yeah. That's a weird flame there. You know, it, it's, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, who did, who else did you to say? Fitzy Fitz. Yeah. yeah. Fitzy your boy. Fitz, yeah. My boy. So anyways, I had a bad, I just had a bad week. I just had a bad week. Uh, so the Patriots were one of my losses. My other loss was Houston. I just told you Deshaun Watson. I mean, Houston looked awful in the first half, but they don't even lose to Marcus Mariota. They lost in Tennessee, but they lost to Blaine Gabbitt. I have Houston winning that division. Now they're 0-2. Uh, it doesn't look good. doesn't feel good with them. And maybe now their coach is on the hot seat, right? So, Houston, that's my loss. The Patriots was my other loss. My wins, the Saints, lock of the week. I had the Rams just blew out Arizona. It was at 34 nothing. So, I got that right. And then uh, my other one was Atlanta over Carolina. Atlanta at home, they win that game. Cam Newton, I'm surprised he even returned to that game after getting his head taken off almost, which was one of the dirtiest hits I've seen in a long time. Cam Newton going to slide down. He was already, he had slid so much that he was already down like on his back and this guy just lunges at him while he's down on his back head first and goes helmet to helmet like that's something that could have broke the guy's neck and Cam Newton he got up he threw a touchdown right after I couldn't believe it but that's a that was a dirty hit that was a really dirty hit uh but Atlanta won the game and I'm three and two and now I'm seven and three on the season and it's a point-based system in the podcast one sports net challenge you get one point for a regular win, minus one point for a regular loss, plus two points for the lock of the week win, minus two points for the lock of the week loss. So I get the two points for the lock of the week with New Orleans. I get the, you know, you look at the other two points I get with my other two wins, so that's four points, and then you take your minus two for the two regular losses. Uh-huh. So I end up with two points total. Where, where two can points. you see the standings? You at? can see him at podcast1sportsnet.com. You can see our weekly picks. You can see the overall standings. I entered week two in second place. I'm not sure I'm going to be in second place. Uh, I'll have to check that out. You can check it out at podcast1sportsnet.com. So uh, those were my picks. I think that, you know, when we really 
you know, get back into the top stories in the NFL. I, I told you I think the Patriots were the top story now after week two. Like, you still get the Monday night game uh, on this Monday night, but you might not be listening to this podcast till Tuesday, and that game might be over, so we're not going to spend too much time on that. But Chicago hosts Seattle on Monday night football to conclude week two, and the Bears are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Both teams looking for their first win, and I'm staying away because, like I told you, I've been touching gold, and it's turning into dog shit real quick. So, so, uh, so before this week, you were you were in third place, a tied for second, tied for yeah, tied for second. Yeah, yeah. do you not so, listen to the show? No, no, no. <laughs> As no, we're doing, it. I just said that. No, what I'm getting at is you you're in good you're in a good position right now. Yeah, you're making me feel good. Well, I think this week was tough too. This was a th- tough week. Was it a tough week? Yeah, this I- was a. It was a weird week. It was yeah, a weird week, like it, you said. It was a weird week. Yeah. But the Patriots are the biggest story of the week. And and when I do break this thing down a little bit more. Um, do you listen to the show? Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, I mean, I just said it. But listen, Bra- the Brady fumble late was, a, was tough. Because it was right after the Van Noy interception. You know, you always have this feeling with this team that they're not out of the game. And I know that Tony Romo... And Jim Nance, they wanted to reference 28-3 versus Atlanta in the Super Bowl all they want. And yeah, it's nice to think of, but I try not to think of that. I try to break it down, right? I I try to say, hey, it's a four-quarter game, one possession at a time. Do your job. One play at a time. I come up with all the cliches as I'm sitting there on my couch biting my nails. That's what I'm doing. And you know what? It it works. Because the Patriots ultimately make you feel good about those cliches because they do Take it one play at a time, one possession at a time. You get the Van Noy interception, but then Brady fumbles. And it's like, well, you got an issue. You know, Brady was seeing some ghosts in this game. You got some issues with the offensive line. But I ultimately thought the play calling kind of chalked it up early on as if to say, you know what? We're not going to be able to really pass on this Jaguars team given their defense combined with this being in Jacksonville, combined with not having Julian Edelman with the way they're going to cover Gronk in this game. I just... We didn't see a Jimmy White little dump-off screen pass till like, the middle of the third quarter. And I didn't understand it. You know, they gave Sony Michelle 10 carries. He had 34 yards. It's almost like they went out of their way to make this the Sony Michelle experiment game. I just thought it was the wrong game. I thought they kind of chalked it up early. And, I, you know, they can be as fight up on the sideline as they want. Josh McDaniels can yell and scream all he wants, but at the end of the day, I thought his play calling sucked. He should have been looking in the mirror yelling at himself. So, just a tough game to watch. And I posted a video on Instagram saying I'm on to Detroit, which I am. I'm on to Detroit. Patriots now go to Detroit. Sunday night football. Nationally televised game on NBC where they will face off against old friend Matt Patricia, who just lost to... San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, you got a late interception there that Jimmy G threw. Got called back with a flag, right? Uh, but Detroit is now, what, they lose to the Jets. They lose to Jimmy G and San Fran. This game is in Detroit. Patriots open as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Should I make it the lock of the week already, Pete, for week three? They're not going to lose in Chicago. Uh, excuse me, in Detroit, right? They're not going to lose in Detroit. Come on. Come on. Not going to happen. We will, well, here's what we'll do this Let's week. Let's hope though. it doesn't happen. We'll keep an eye on Trey Flowers and Patrick Chung. They both left Sunday's game in Jacksonville under concussion protocol. So we'll keep an eye on them. Uh, you know, I think they need both guys. Obviously, I mean, in the secondary, Eric Rowe's not getting it done. He is not getting it done at all. Um, and, I mean, when it comes to the pass rush, there was nothing. 
yesterday. Nothing. You could credit Jacksonville's offensive line, okay. But I also look at the Patriots' defensive strategy and the play calling. I just thought it was I just thought it was the, the Patriots coaching staff had a tough game, and I'm ignoring Pete, I'm ignoring maybe the biggest thing. Where if you want to say the Patriots maybe overthought it or maybe just, you know, got maybe too cute with the play calling. Like they thought Jacksonville was talking all this trash about covering Gronk. And they said, you know what? We're not going to throw it to Gronk. We're going to run on third down. Well, they don't see Sony Michelle coming. Did they overthink it? Here's where maybe they began overthinking it. They won the coin toss and they chose to receive. Yeah, when does that the ever Patriots? happen? When does that ever happen? I couldn't believe it. You know what? I actually today came in studio this morning really early. You know, it's like I, I felt like I was in the NFL. Monday mornings, I feel like I'm in the NFL. I'm in here. It's dark out. Um, they should have a camera crew following me around like hard knocks, entering the, entering the building. I'm the first one in the building. Replaying Pete. every I am the last head. one to leave. Some, not by choice. Um, <laughs> but I get in, and the first thing I did today, I had to really like search to make sure that happened. Because like, I, thought I, I thought that's what happened. And like, I try to stay off Twitter during the game. And so I'm searching, I'm Googling, I'm like, they, they won the coin they won, toss yeah. and they chose to receive, right? Like, I don't have that wrong. <clears throat> and you start to think, like, maybe they just overthought everything. They, the, the Patriots coaching staff had a bad game, had a bad game. And Pete, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I love them, but I can't give them enough credit to think that they purposely threw a crazy game plan at Jacksonville knowing that they were going to give them something completely completely different in the playoffs if they meet again. Well, let's just hope that... I don't think they put that in their back pocket this early in the season. Or ever. Well, now they actually can do that. Now they can come out <laughs> yeah, with a completely new... I mean, they yeah. could. Yeah. They really could. I they hope got, they do. Blake Bortles got his confidence up. He's going to stay aggressive. They think, hey, that worked the first time. Next thing you know, you're teasing blitzes, dropping into coverage, into zone, and the underneath crossing routes don't work, and you, you, you're forcing Bortles to throw five interceptions. Maybe. Maybe that happens. I don't think they did that on purpose, though. I don't. It was it was ugly. We got to move on. I'm on to Detroit. Ugh. So let's move on to the rest of the league, right? This is just, I'm pissed off. I, the game makes me pissed off. The secondary looked, I was like, so, looked like my flag football team oh secondary. Oh, God. I was just, I was so fired up for that game yesterday. I, I hated Jalen Ramsey talking shit. I was so fired up. You know, you saw in the first game where Gronk had the post-game press conference, and he's like, you know, after the win against Houston, and Gronk's like, Man, they threw that. He threw, Tom threw that ball up to me, and three guys are covering me, and I, I'm thinking to myself, "What is Tom thinking, throwing this?" And like he didn't force those balls to Gronk in this game. I'm like, why? Like I don't understand. Like if you're forcing him in one game, why aren't we forcing him all the time? What did they target Gronk four times? Force it to him. Let's see what happens. I don't. I don't want the Sony Michelle ten carry game early on. The third down runs with Sony Michelle. The fuck are we doing? Man, let's move on. Got to move on. Because I, what did you, Pete, did you have a, is there like a, a, another top story? Like, is this something else outside of the Patriots game that you were like, this is. This is going to take my mind off of the Patriots game? No, not take your mind uh, off it, but like, this is a huge story. Like I mentioned the Green Bay game. Just which, that game was in, it was crazy in general. That, that call towards the end of. Pus, uh, you didn't think that was pass that interference. That was crazy. Right. No, excuse me, not pass no, interference, pa- roughing the roughing passer the or whatever yeah, no. it was on the on Clay Matthews coming in, hitting Kirk Cousins. And you know what I'm saying that at that was, time? That was soft. So I was watching that because that game was on Fox, all right? And I was watching Kansas City-Pittsburgh because obviously I took Pittsburgh. 
and then they, you know, all of a sudden, I take Pittsburgh five minutes later, they lose in 21 nothing. Yeah, again, that type of week. They came back, but then Patrick Mahomes was an animal. I, you got to credit Pat, Patrick Mahomes, but I'll, I'll get to that. But on Fox, I'm flipping over, and like the Patriots game just started, and you're watching the end of, you know, you're trying to watch the end of the Green Bay Minnesota game at Lambeau. Huge. I mean, just when you look at that division, that game meant a lot to those teams when it comes to just winning the division, you know, head-to-head being the number one tiebreaker in this league. You got to win that game. I know you play twice, but you got to win it, especially the one that you have at home if you're Green Bay. But they had an eight-point lead late in this game. Kirk Cousins drops back to pass, and he gets hit by Clay Matthews. He throws it deep, and it's a, it's a fluttery duck. But that's what Kirk Cousins does. He, that's what he does. I, I can't tell you how many times over the years I have taken Washington with Kirk Cousins, whether it's DraftKings, whether it's a straight-up bet, and I have witnessed Kirk Cousins throw that stupid pick in a big spot, and it's a fluttery fucking duck. Because I think he is overrated. I think we have put Kirk Cousins on a pedestal because he had a nice little soundbite where he's like, You like that? You like that? Boob. He's a boob. He sucks. And he got more money than God with Minnesota. And I think they should have kept Case Keenum. Case Keenum's got Denver now 2-0. and All right? Denver beat Oakland. That's another whole nother story. In other news. That's, that's a whole nother story. But Minnesota, they pay Kirk Cousins the big bucks. But what he did late in that game, Clay Matthews comes in with a hit. It's a fluttery duck. Picked off. Green Bay's going to win the game. That's it. Game over. Green Bay wins. Oh, they throw the flag. What are they throwing the flag for? Was it pass interference? No. Clay Matthews, late hit on the quarterback. Or whatever it was. Because it wasn't a high hit. It wasn't a low hit. Pete, that was the most perfect hit I have ever seen in the history of sports. Of contact sports. It was <laughs> it was the most perfect hit I have ever seen in the history of contact sport. And they threw the flag. They said, nah. The, here's the difference between me and the NFL. I saw that hit, Clay Matthews on Kirk Cousins, which results in the fluttery duck interception and it should have been Green Bay win. I see that hit and I go, that's the most perfect hit in the history of Contact sport. <laughs> and the NFL goes, eh, let's throw it. That's a penalty. <laughs> like, like, how do you call that a penalty? It wasn't late. He almost still had the ball in his hand. When it he wasn't high. It wasn't no. low. It was perfect. Like, I don't understand. Like, there should be an investigation. Was the spread like one or two? Wow. Because you know I'm getting at. Hey, that, that, who threw the flag? I want an investigation on that guy. And I'm not even a Packer fan. But that guy, they should be at his house this morning. Interviewing him. Interviewing his wife. Interviewing his kids. Interviewing aunts, uncles, family members, friends. You know, other officials. That official that threw that flag on Clay Matthews, there should be an all-out investigation. Investigate him. Because here's the deal. Innocent until proven guilty? Yeah. You know, bullshit. To me, he's guilty you got to prove that he's innocent. He is guilty of betting Minnesota in that game with the spread. That that official that threw that flag. No doubt. Pete, there's no doubt in my mind. Is this an accusation? You're damn right it is. He bet Minnesota. That official p- placed a bet, whether it was on his phone or if he had a friend do it. 
You know, check his phone, like check his call log. I think you can see him check his phone to see if the nope. spread is really You have much. to go to that guy's house, right? I'm sure he's got like a landline phone. Check his call log. What's he got, Verizon or whatever he has? Check his call log because he called someone and he said, hey, put this bet in for me <laughs> on Sunday, right? Put this bet in. Do that because I'm taking Minnesota. And they're like, oh, this friend's like, oh, should you do that? He's like, oh, I can do it because I'm going to throw a flag I am gonna. I am. This game is in my hands. Okay. I got. This. I'm taking Minnesota. That's what that official did. I got this. He's. That's an accusation, but that's basically truth. That's what happened. Because how else can you explain throwing a flag on Clay Matthews there, Pete? I'm just watching the the. Is it? Do you say GIF or GIF? I say not to not to get off. Subject. I say it's a a GIF. All right. I'm watching the GIF right now. Is it now. a GIF or over, a GIF? Over, I'm watching it over and over again. How many again. times have we had this conversation? I know. I know. I feel over like, the years. Yeah, I know. Have we ever come to a conclusion? No, we haven't. What do you call it? A GIF. I call it a GIF too. Yeah. So I'm watching do the GIF. Do people call it GIFs? Yes. Really? Yeah. What's the proper... Do we know? What's no, right? I don't think we know. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think no, we know. No, I don't think we know. But no. people call it GIFs, huh? Yeah. Do they get laughed at? Or do we get laughed at for calling it GIFs? We'll never know. Is it a GIF or a GIF? Let us know. Somebody huh. tell us. All right. I'm watching it over and over again. Is it an, an emoji or an emoji? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know it's an emoji. Uh, an yeah, emoji. An emoji? An emoji? 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 I thought it was emoji. Corderell? <laughs> <laughs> Corderell. Uh, yeah. Anyways. It's co. It's Cordero. <laughs> no, you ruined that for me. You. Corderell. I had it. See, I had it right. I asked five people over the weekend. Everybody said Corderell. They're wrong. I don't understand. It's where, where, is it com- where is it coming from? It's Cordero Patterson. Where is it coming from? It's coming from? from him. He's like, this is my name. No, where's Corderell? If you look at the Patriots, if you look at the Patriots, the yearbook or whatever they have, the media guide, they have the pronunciation. Go to pro football reference. The pronunciation's there. It's going to say Corderell. That's what I just no, said. It's gonna say you, <laughs> no, you ruined it for me. It's Cordero <laughs> Patterson. Who, oh. by the way, Tony Romo gave... Did you hear that shot he gave him? He's How like, about that play? He's oh, like, my he God. He goes, be a little athletic. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, He's that supposed was... to be one of the most athletic guys on the team. Well, now we know why. Holy now shit. we know why he hasn't been able to make it. Plays like that where he's falling on his ass after an, it should have been an easy first down. All right. Anyways, what's the gif you're looking at? Or is it gif? We don't know. But just tell me what you're looking at. Clay Matthews. Hitting cousins, and it's it's almost like he still has the ball in his hands when he hits them. Yeah, it's incredible. It's honestly, if I'm Green Bay Packer fan today, wow, I am. It, it I am mad. I'm mad. I'm not even a Packer fan. I didn't even bet on the game. I didn't even bet on it. But that's it. You know what pisses me off most? Then I go on Twitter and people are like, oh, Kirk Cousins, he's dropping it in the bucket to tie the game. It's like, he lost the game. You can, Stop praising Kirk Cousins for this comeback. It was a tie, first of all. Yeah, he made some nice throws. But it shouldn't have happened, right? It, it should, the game should have been over. He threw a fluttery duck interception. He sucks. Kirk Cousins sucks. He's getting overpaid. And I can't wait till Minnesota loses in the in the divisional round because Kirk Cousins throws a fluttery duck and some guy picks it off and he doesn't have help from the officials. You like that? You like that? He sucks. Get him out of here. Ah, oh, that pisses me off. So Green Bay got screwed by the refs. 
Uh, now they get that tie. Are, are people going in on ties? Second straight week. I think it was the first time since like, what, World War II or something. There was a, a, a two ties in the first two weeks. Now, I made that stat up. That's but they, it's been a long time. First two weeks where there were ties in, in each week. They do have those prop bets where you can bet if there will be a tie in the week. That's oh, really? two in a row. Yeah, it's two in a row back to back. Did you take it? No. I'm... Yeah, why would you? I know. I mean, why would I? But if, I a didn't tie, know if like on. Stephen A. Smith was on ESPN today going, should be college football rules. College football rules. That's what should be going on right now. No ties. There should be no ties in the National Football League. I didn't know if they were doing that, if they were going on those rants today. I think everybody's ranting about how kickers just can't make field goals. Yeah, anymore. kickers are bad. What's going on? I don't. I don't like kickers. Never have. I don't like soccer. <laughs> you don't like anybody I that don't kicks. Like soccer. Anybody that kicks anything, you just I, don't like them. You know what? I don't like anything. Really? I, what do I like? I'm, I try to ask myself, like, do I like anything in life? Let me. Let's ask that question, Danny. Do you like anything in life? Let me hold on. Let me. Can I get back to you in ten I, minutes? This are, is. I are talk you googling it? I'm, I'm googling. What do <laughs> what I like? Do I like? Passions. I what can I find? Like, what do I like? <laughs> I don't like being mad on my couch on Sunday. And that's what I was yesterday. Like, it's such a love-hate relationship with this league. But I say that only because it's just a phrase that you say. Do you really love it? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, I think I hate it. I fucking hate the NFL's guts. But yet I keep coming back for more. And they're like, well, it's love-hate. And I'm like, well, no, it's not. It's obsession it's obsessional hate is that even a word is that a phrase i'm making it up obsessional hate with the nfl that's what i have and i don't know what i like um but as we continue with the sorry i got a, a, a little rant there I, I don't know what sometimes you just go on rants he's dead inside uh, <laughs> oh we oh we died a long time ago inside but uh moving on speaking of dying inside I cannot imagine what it's like to be a Buffalo Bills fan. What a mess. They had a player retire at half. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Vontae Davis, cornerback of the Buffalo Bills. Apparently, at halftime, he said, I'm done. I'm How out. How bad does it have to get where you're like, I'm fucking out of here. I'm done. He retired at the half. He just Can hangs his cleats up. Hang him up. Could you imagine? That's unbelievable. If like Devin McCourty retired at halftime, what we like the the chaos that would ensue around here, like Buffalo Bills. You know, here's what I, here's what I might do for my lock. And I had a friend actually tell me this yesterday. They're like, why don't you just, you know, as I'm sitting there biting my nails, hating my life, watching Cleveland almost beat New Orleans. A friend goes, why don't you just. Always bet against the Bills as you lock. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. It's not a terrible idea. They not only had Vontae Davis retire at the half, LaShawn McCoy fractured his ribs. Dude, I just traded for him too. I meant to say this before you we started. You just traded for him? Just traded for him. Maybe you're the jinx. Yeah. Maybe I you're know. the jinx. I know. So, Buffalo, <clears throat> that's tough. They got the number one overall pick. Who do? Uh, wow, I'd have to really pay attention to the college game right now to see what's going on there. Who they would take? I don't know. Um, it, pro- it won't be a quarterback, right? They just took a quarterback, so it's like, where are they going? I have no idea. I have no. I don't like. That's I don't, the, I, they probably don't either. That's the thing with the Bills. They're probably like, like, is that an odd story that a player retires at halftime? Yeah, but if you're a Bills fan, like, you can kind of understand it, right? 
If you're a Bills fan, you're like, wow, I can't believe Vontae Davis retired at the half. But, you you know, you're talking to your fellow Bills fans and you're like, well, I mean, considering we jumped through tables before games, I, I it's not, I mean, is it that crazy that you a player would just want to get out of here? Just, just, just say, see ya and go somewhere else? It's not that nuts. But uh, Bills are a mess. So they lose to the Chargers, right? I mean, see, that's the thing. I couldn't pick against Buffalo because I can't pick San Diego. I will never bet San Diego. I will never bet Phillip Rivers. I will never even touch a game that he's in. I won't. And I'm getting to that point with Eli Manning, too. I won't touch a game the Giants are, the Eli Manning's in. He sucks. Do you, do you remember last year, Pete? Do you remember last year at the end of the year, people were up in arms when the head coach benched Eli Manning late in the season, when the season was over? Remember how stupid that was? People were like, you don't treat Eli Manning like this. I'm like, they're they're eliminated from the playoffs. He sucks. What do you mean you don't treat him like this? You see what else you have. And people were like, oh, that never happened to Tom Brady. Tom Brady would never be eliminated from the playoffs in week eight. You fools. Like, Eli Manning would put his team in position to be benched. And it's looking like they're going to do it again. He's terrible. And they'll blame it on the O-line. In New York, in Jersey. They'll blame that in the offensive line. You watch. They will not blame Eli Manning. Even though he is just a horseshoe in his ass for two Super Bowls, they will never blame him. It's, oh, you can you can't disrespect the Manning family. Manning, the Manning family, it, they are a bunch of weasels, aren't they? Right? As Peyton's sipping a Mai Tai right now with Papa John <laughs> on some racist beach. Somewhere like some white sand, you know, Peyton Manning is he sitting on some girl's face last night? She didn't want, like, you know, like the Manning. What? Oh, Eli Manning. Oh, he's he's selling he's selling fake autographs. Yeah, Yeah. their father's just like sticking up for him as everyone loves his father. Who's his father? Was his father even good? Archie, Archie Manning. Oh, what a bunch of losers. They're going to blame the Giants' offensive line. And it's, if you watch the game, it's really Eli Manning. I mean, how much time do you want in the pocket? Right? How much time do you want? Like, what? I don't get it. Make a play. Make a friggin' play. He, Eli Manning can't make a play. You know when he'll make a play, Pete? The next time I bet the team that the Giants are playing against. <laughs> Eli Manning it. will go off of 400 yards. Yeah, he'll he'll be it. rolling out, crossbody, Play like it. It'll be so. I don't touch the Giants games. I don't touch the Chargers games. So that's why I didn't bet bet against the Bills yesterday. But I'll, I'll probably continue, I'll probably stop betting against the Bills nonstop as my lock of the week. Thursday I'll give more picks. But uh, what else did we anything anything else that we missed? Were we two that we should maybe go over? I don't think so. I think we got it all. But for the moment, we got all the big stories, right? Yeah, kickers suck. Yeah, and Green they- Bay got screwed. Kickers yeah. suck, and you know. And the Patriots, they, you know, they might have they might have gave this one up. The the Patriots just the coaching staff needs to look themselves in the mirror today. That's what they need to do. That that's what needs to happen because I thought it was a terrible game plan, and I cannot give them the type of credit to think that they did that on purpose, knowing that they would just use it to confuse Jacksonville in a future playoff game. So, um, and of course Pittsburgh lost. I mean, I, you know, Pittsburgh's now zero one and one. And we were focused on that Week 15 game in Pittsburgh being like, oh, the winner of that game is going to have the number one seed. Well, 
maybe I was wrong about Jacksonville. And Jacksonville's going to have this season where they do have 12, 13 wins and, and is in contention for the one seed. Maybe. We'll see. I thought the Patriots did a lot of stuff to themselves yesterday, though, just by not even giving themselves a shot, running the ball on third and one. I just I, Multiple times. Early. Come on. Oh, Gronk's covered? Didn't stop you the week before, forcing it into him when he was covered by three guys and he still caught the fucking ball. <laughs> like, let's go. Let's go, boys. Get it together. In Detroit, Sunday night. Uh, Patriots a six and a half point favorite to begin that one, which brings us to a segment we do every Monday now called Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda, presented by CrossFit 617. Schedule a free intro class today at CrossFit617.com and tell them I sent you to get 20% off your first month. With that said, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Pete, tell me who I should have been on this past weekend. It doesn't need to be NFL, but on the weekend, who should I have been on when it comes uh, to the betting world, to the gambling world? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. What should I have had? You Well, you should have been on the Canelo versus Golovkin fight, just Ooh. in general. Just been on Good that, call. Right? Great fight, right? Great fight. More One of the most yes. exciting fights I've seen in a long time. Yes, awesome fight. So, more importantly, you should have bet the house on Canelo. You, you know make what? it sound so easy, so easy in right? hindsight. Do you know why? Why? Because boxing loves its trilogies, right? How else would we, would we get to that trilogy of that third fight unless Canelo won? We can't have another draw. Good call. You couldn't have Triple G win the fight mm-hmm. because if they did, there would really not really be a reason to have a third fight. Who knows if he even would have took it on. So my reasoning stands there with boxing loves its trilogies. Should have bet the house on Canelo. I think you're right. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right on the money. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I should have put my money on a screw job by the officials on Canelo, even though you would have not officially won that bet. But I mean, if you want to get more specific, I would have bet on that if that was a prop, a screw job. But how do you actually judge a screw job? You can't. There's no official score for that. So, but it was a screw job. I mean, when you, Pete, you watched the fight. I did. I I watched the fight as well Saturday night. Gennady Golovkin lost to Canelo Alvarez. Uh, It was a decision, which means you heard. And new middleweight champion of the world, Canelo Alvarez. When you hear and new, and it's a fight that features, in my opinion, one of the greatest of all time in Gennady Golovkin, and it's his first loss of his career, right? Let's see, in his mid to late 30s. 36. The the guy's been dominant. Mm Mm-hmm. Dominant. And in the first fight, they called it a draw, and I was upset with the draw because I thought to myself, no, 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 no. Golovkin's the guy, not just in the middleweight class, but pound for pound, number one. You got to beat the... Ric Flair once said, to be the man. Woo! You got to beat the man. Okay? With a tear in my eye. You got to beat the man. Like, you got to beat him. You got to beat Golovkin. He didn't beat Golovkin in the first one. And a lot of people thought that Golovkin won the first one, too. Yeah, yeah. I did. Teddy Atlas went yeah. on a rant on ESPN. I think they yanked Teddy Atlas from ESPN <laughs> after that because he called, He said he was calling out the refs. Remember you had that one, what was her name? Adelaide oh, Bird yes. or something? Was that her name? But she was, what was she was like an 80-year-old woman who just like... Didn't watch the fight? No, she didn't even watch. <laughs> she had Coke bottle glasses on? She didn't even watch. And... And, and he was crushing her, and, and she deserved to be crushed because it was a terrible decision. And her scorecard was so lopsided. Oh, it was and, crazy. And, yeah, it was like, it was nuts. You yeah. know who's losing it? I was saying this during the fight. I didn't have a good feeling about how it was going to go because Harold Letterman has been bad. He's losing it. I was losing his mind. Harold Letterman? Yeah. He's, getting, he's like, getting old. Like, 
He like, had Golovkin like beating him bad, and I'm like, like early, yeah, and I'm was, like, eh, I'm like Canelo was winning through. Three. I thought Canelo was winning through three and yeah. four. Like it was looking like like Canelo had caught him. You know, Golovkin's eye was looking a little banged up after the fourth round, and I'm like, Canelo's Canelo's looks like he's got this, but Golovkin, you know, at any point in time here, could rock Canelo with one, and then this is a different fight, and uh, that's exactly what happened. He had that, you know, Golovkin hit him with that uppercut. That, that caused Canelo to start leaking out of the left eye. And it was a clean shot, man. And But before then, Harold Letterman, you know Harold Letterman. He's like, let me tell you something, Jim. I got Gennady Golovkin up three to one after four rounds. I just think he's been too good. I think he's thrown the, the jab. He's hitting him with the power punches. He's got it all, Jim. I got Golovkin up three, one through four. And and you're listening to him say it, and you're like, eh, <laughs> Let, I've watched the last couple fights on HBO, and I'm like, oh, Letterman's off. Even Max Kellerman, like, disagrees with him a lot, like, right after now. He's like, uh, I don't have that. But, <laughs> so when I saw Letterman have that card, like, let me tell you something, Jim. I'm like, oh, man, I don't like this. Doesn't, that doesn't feel right. But Golovkin was great after, like, the fourth round. And I thought it was his fight. I thought he was controlling it. Not to say that Canelo didn't put up a fight and hit him with some punches. No, Canelo it was. was. Yeah, it was back you know, and forth. It, it for was a while. back and forth. But I really did think Golovkin, like, he came into his own, and and the feeling I got was that became Golovkin's fight to lose again because he's the guy, he's the number one, he's the champ, he's arguably the greatest of all time in my opinion. But I think there's a lot of people in the boxing world that feel that way. He's never lost. And I just thought, after you know, you get to the decision, and it's like, Golovkin won this fight. He pulled it out. He turned it around after the fourth round. He won the fight. Put it this way. He didn't lose. At the very least, it should have been another draw. So, Pete, maybe you're right. I should have taken Canelo, because if I thought it was going to be close, you knew they weren't going to go with another draw. And if they did give a close one to Golovkin, that kind of rules out the trilogy, because Golovkin ain't fighting Canelo again. Golovkin's been chasing Canelo for years, and Canelo's been ducking him. He kind of ducked him on the second one, I think, purposely taking steroids to delay it. Remember? Yeah. The whole contaminated meat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah right. Clenbuterol, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, contaminated meat, sure. <laughs> he delayed that because he want. Canelo waited for the first one for years because he wanted Golovkin to get older because that's what these guys do. When you get older, at some point you're like, all right, he's going to be too slow, and this is where we got him, right? And I think that's what they waited for. And they, you had this other delay on this fight. So... Canelo delayed it, delayed it. If Golovkin won this second fight, Golovkin wasn't fighting him again. He seals the deal. You know, who was he going to fight? I don't know. David Lemieux knocked out Spike O'Sullivan in the, what, in the first round. I was w- looking at that going, has Spike, is this Spike O'Sullivan's first fight? <laughs> like, what What happened there? Like, that was like a, I mean, that, that just seemed like he had never fought before. I think Spike was fighting down the armory last year, dude. <laughs> leaving, leaving himself wide open on that, though. I didn't understand it. Like, I was under the impression that he was a really good fighter, but the way he left himself open on that was... Now, Lemieux's a power puncher. Lemieux is... But if you've watched Lemieux, like, he's calling out Golovkin and Canelo after him. Like, dude, Gol- Golovkin already worked you a couple years ago. Like, you got worked. You didn't get a haircut before that fight. Your hair was in your face. Like an, You look like an idiot. Like, Lemieux, he had his chance. Lemieux's saying he's in his prime now. Like, I don't think so. But, you know, who's Golovkin going to fight? I don't think he's going to fight Canelo again if he won that Saturday night. So you're right. So they screwed Triple G. Triple G didn't talk after. He always talks. But it was his first loss. 
He didn't know how, how did he handle that? And so he stormed out of the ring. I think he felt like he won. Canelo's a new champ. They'll fight again. They'll fight again. Yeah, absolutely. And and so you're right. I should I should have bet Canelo because I did think it would be close. Obviously. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda. Or was it shoulda, woulda, coulda? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I like shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Either way, it's presented by CrossFit 617. Schedule a free intro class today at CrossFit617.com and tell them I sent you to get 20% off your first month. CrossFit617.com. So uh, before we officially move on to, to Thursday and let you go for the week, a couple other things I need to mention. And really, the other biggest story is Major League Baseball here in Boston. The Red Sox... Have 103 wins. Their magic number to clinch the division for the third straight year is two. And they can do that with one win because their next game is tomorrow night, Tuesday night, in the Bronx against the second-place New York Yankees. The Red Sox heading into this series, have an 11-and-a-half game lead over the Yankees for first place in the AL East. That's 11-and-a-half. So you get one win, uh, you clinch the division. They're probably going to get a win, right? They're probably going to say, it might not be the first game, because Tuesday night you got Nathan Avaldi on the mound. Um, but after that, you got David Price on Wednesday versus Luis Severino, and then Eduardo Rodriguez against Masahiro Tanaka on Thursday night. Uh, you know what? It might be Eduardo Rodriguez. You know, he's been pitching well. Maybe that's the game. Either way, Red Sox, they're going to clinch the division. The magic number's two. But you got to keep an eye on some of the injuries here. Mookie Betts got hurt. I don't know it's too serious. They're saying it's not too serious. Maybe it looks like a back injury. You have to be overly cautious with that. Now, little inside information here on another injury-type situation. And this is my sources, Pete. Okay? okay. I got Red Sox sources that right. I got to give some inside info on. On Thursday, I opened the show last week, last Thursday, extremely concerned about Chris Sale. Because his first game back off the second DL stint, he only pitched one inning. Then he pitched three. Okay? Pitched three innings over the weekend. What, yesterday? Yesterday. Sunday. Pitched three innings. Chris Sale looking like Chris Sale. Right? Um, I was concerned with the way they're managing it, but sources tell me that he's fine. And that's all I got. <laughs> but I, I needed that confirmed. All right. So I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm no longer concerned. I was at the game yesterday because of what my sources have told me. He looked like a beast. I'm no. I'm no longer concerned, and my sources are not my television. Watching him be good. That's not. Believe me, I've given you Red Sox sources before. Okay, on moves that they've made, on things that they ways they feel about the organization feels about certain guys. I can tell you that they are being overly cautious, and I overreacted on Thursday. I'm confident telling you that based on my sources. Chris Sale. It's just fine. It's the team taking these overly cautious steps, not the pitcher. Right? Because I was concerned maybe the pitcher didn't like something he felt. Still, that's not the case. I overreacted. Chris Sale's fine. That's great news for the Red Sox. Makes me feel a whole lot better. Makes me feel a whole lot better. And one more thing. I, I actually should have talked about this right after the boxing talks that we had just a few minutes ago. But I did watch Hell in a Cell last night. WWE Hell in a Cell. And there was a major development. And I think Dana White was behind it. That's right. WWE. I told you. Vince McMahon and Dana White are in cahoots. I told you they have been in cahoots for years. I told you that it's only a smart business decision. They could say all they want publicly. But I know for a, ma- I know for a fact that they're in cahoots. And they'd be stupid if they weren't. 
Brock Lesnar was supposedly gone from WWE. He returned last night in the Roman Reigns-Braun Strowman Hell in a Cell championship match. And it was great. Mick Foley was the special guest referee, Pete. Paul Hammond. Like, it's so weird. Everybody was laid out. There was a fight. And, and everybody's down on the ground. And then Brock Lesnar's music hits. And you're like, it's one of those times where you're like, wait a minute. Whose music is that? You know what I mean? It's been like, so long. No, it hasn't even really been that long. Like, he just fought. Like, he but just not lo- used to hearing it He that just much? lost the belt, what, in last month. But you, you're thinking, well, he lost the belt. They took the belt away from him. He's going to UFC. He's gone. Like, he's done, right? Why else would they pull the belt from him? So, his music hits are like, wait a minute. No way. He comes down with Paul Hammond. Paul Hammond pepper sprays McFoley. Beautiful. He kicks the cage, the Hell in a Cell cage open. Lesnar, now there wasn't a result of the fight. They never gave, I don't even think they rang the bell. They just ended the show. It's like, well, what happened? But they got you. They want you to tune in tonight on Monday Night Raw. I love the special guest referee. Yeah, they're good, right? Love it. I'd like to be one. I'd like to knocked out. You're on the ground. (laughs) (sighs) I will get put through a table one day. I don't know what event it'll be at. Hopefully it's not at a Bills game. See, they got this dude in WWE who's like a new manager who's like a real short dude. And I'm like, that's, if they're going to make, he's, he's good on the mic. I'm like, if they're going to make that guy, he's probably my height. Might even be shorter. But I'm like, they're going to give that guy that role. They need me. They need to give me a role like that. They need to make me a manager. WWE. I need to get put through a table. I will. Maybe then I'll be like, well, I like something in life. I like getting put through a table. Feels good. You know, you keep the pain coming. Pain feels good. Uh, Anyways, Brock Lesnar returned, dished out some pain. They ended the show. But I do think that Dana White was behind the Brock Lesnar return. You know why? Because I think Dana White knew, like, boxing had a big weekend. He's like, let's get, hey, Vince. Vince. I got an idea for you. Hey, Brock, can you help promote UFC? Can you help promote? You're going to fight in UFC. We want you to just show up. Can you show up? Hey, Vince, can Brock, can you throw him in the storyline? Right? Have him come down, beat the shit out of everybody. And people, you know, then then UFC will once again, st- everybody will end their weekend talking about UFC and Brock Lesnar. Not Gennady Golovkin, Canelo Alvarez. That would be a smart move, right? Dana White? I'm telling you, that's what happened. That's what happened. They're in cahoots. They're in cahoots. So we'll see what happens, how that plays out. But uh, that's the show, Pete. You got any other thoughts to close it out? I don't. Are me and you playing <laughs> NHL 19 after this? Yeah, yeah, we can. I got some time. Yeah, we can. He says we can. Yeah, I got some time. We can. I need to pump out an NHL 19 reveal episode. I got the game. We might be doing some more giveaways. Um, but make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. That's youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Subscribe. And uh, we'll be pumping that episode out for you soon, as well as some other very entertaining episodes with some other things and some more giveaways. So subscribe and stay subscribed. Also, you can get this show, The Danny Picard Show, at podcastone.com, more specifically podcastone.com slash sports, but also available on iTunes and Spotify and really anywhere podcasts are available. Also on my website, dannypicard.com. And uh, that's the show for you. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll make my picks on Thursday for week number three. We'll go over the standings. You can check the standings out yourself at podcastonesportsnet.com. And uh, I am out. Talk to you Thursday.